Shalom, brothers and sisters. Shalom. Today we have a detailed lesson prepared for our brothers and sisters internationally. Today's lesson will be called Walking Together in Unity, brothers and sisters. One of the key points of emphasis that we lost in captivity as a curse is not walking in unification, brothers and sisters. Uh, we are a people operating individually who stand for nothing, nothing at all. And this is the wrong time to be divided, brothers and sisters. This is the pinnacle of Jacob's trouble. We're going to go to Jeremiah chapter 30, verse 6. Jeremiah chapter 30, verse 6. Ask ye now, and see whether a man doth travail with child. Wherefore do I see every man with his hands on his loins, as a woman in travail? And all faces are turned into pale. So there will be something that would arise, brothers and sisters, that would weaken the power of men, brothers and sisters, where it says that all all faces will be turned to paleness. Can you read that one more time, brother? Ask ye now and see whether a man doth travail with child. Wherefore do I see every man with his hands on his loins as a woman in travail, and all faces are turned into paleness. Right. So when it says as a man... Travailing with child as if, as if a, a, a woman in childbirth, brothers and sisters, men holding their loins. So there will be something that's going to arise in the world, in society, that's going to weaken men, brothers and sisters. It's going to go into detail on what that particular instance is. Verse 7. Alas, for that day is great, so that none is like it. It is even the time of Jacob's trouble. Read that one more time. It is even the time of Jacob's trouble. Right. Read that from the top, brother. Verse 7. Alas, for that day is great, so that none is like it. That day is great. So we're getting ready to approach some of the worst times in history, brothers and sisters. Worse than captivity. Worse than the transatlantic slave trade. Worse than when we were in Egypt, brothers and sisters. What is at the horizon will be... The worst time in the history of the earth. Can you read that one more time, brother? Alas, for that day is great, so that none is like it. It is even the time of Jacob's trouble, but he shall be saved out of it. But we shall be saved in the end. Continue, brother. Verse 8. For it shall come to pass in that day, <clears throat> said the Lord of hosts, that I will break his yoke from off thy neck. He shall break the yoke off of Jacob's neck, off of the children of Israel. And will burst thy bonds, and strangers shall no more serve themselves of him. Read that part again, brother. And strangers shall no more serve themselves of him. And the Gentiles shall no longer serve themselves of us, brothers and sisters. So the captivity is being broken. Now they can't utilize us to make money off us, brothers and sisters. We're not celebrating their holidays anymore, right? We're not eating their foods anymore, brothers and sisters. And that's going to be a problem because it affects them economically, financially, brothers and sisters. No more buying the pork. No more buying the crab, shrimp, and lobster. No more buying the Christmas trees and the Easter egg uh, bunnies and, you know, the Thanksgiving dinners, brothers and sisters. So because of that, they're going to look to engage us, brothers and sisters. First, you're going to have biological warfare, which is what? You have the vaccinations, the vaccine program, the GMOs, brothers and sisters. That's the first thing they're going to do. Second is the psychological warfare, brothers and sisters. They're going to look to antagonize us and provoke us emotionally, brothers and sisters. They're going to use the media. They're going to start showing black men being killed on the, on, on, you know, 
on the news, brothers and sisters. They're going to promote these racist fashion designers mm. because they're, they're looking to exhaust us emotionally, brothers and sisters. That's what they're looking to do. So first you have the biological warfare. Then you have the psychological warfare. Then you have what? The demonization. That's the, first, that's the last thing before engagement, brothers and sisters. The demonization, the demoralization. So now what's being promoted? Bill Cosby, R. Kelly, right? Now they're, they're looking to demonize us. Now I believe that these brothers should be under the jail. I want to be clear. But these Edomites knew these brothers was doing dirt for 20 years. There's a reason why it's coming out now, brothers and sisters. Because they're looking to demonize us. What else is going on? Uh, they're calling undocumented immigrants criminals, thugs. On day one, I'm going to begin swiftly removing criminal, illegal immigrants from this country. Including removing the hundreds and thousands of criminal, illegal immigrants that have been released into the United States and United States communities under the incompetent Obama-Clinton administration. Our tax money is being, t our jobs are being taken by Hispanics. So now comes the, the demonization, brothers and sisters. Why? Because they're getting ready to engage us physically. That's the, that's the final thing before engagement, brothers and sisters. Therefore, we need to be unified, brothers and sisters. This is the time in which we're going to need to be unified because it's coming to a culmination, brothers and sisters, and in the earth, it'll be like you've never seen before, brothers and sisters. It's going to get progressively worse. This is the time in which the 12 tribes, predominantly the 12 tribes. Now, of course, all people need to be unified, but the only people that's struggling with being divided is our people, brothers and sisters. Go to Matthew 24, brother. We're going to read verse 3. We're going to the New Testament, brothers and sisters, to the gospel. We're going to Christ's words. Follow us. Matthew 24, verse 3. And as he sat upon the Mount of Olives, the disciples came unto him privately, saying, Tell us, when shall these things be, and what shall be the sign of thy coming? R read that again, brother. And what shall be the sign of thy coming? Right, so they're asking him, when will be the last days? What will be the signs of Christ's coming, brothers and sisters? Jump to verse 12, brother, please. Verse 12. And because iniquity shall abound, the love of many shall wax cold. Read that again, brother. Because iniquity shall abound, the love of many shall wax cold. Because iniquity shall abound, brothers and sisters. Sin will be at its height. Love shall wax cold. So that means love would dissipate, brothers and sisters. It would start to deteriorate, brothers and sisters. Read that one more time, brother. Verse 12. And because iniquity shall abound... The love of many shall wax cold. Right. So because wickedness has greatly increased, brothers and sisters, the love of the brotherhood will become a scarcity, brothers and sisters. The result of lawlessness increasing would be a, scarce, a scarceness of what? Of tenderheartedness and affection for one another, brothers and sisters. They're going to look to divide us on racial lines, on sexual preference, on what we're eating, brothers and sisters. They're going to look to on what label brands we're wearing, brothers and sisters. They're going to look to divide us. All 12 tribes, predominantly the Jews, the the, Israel, the, the the Judeans, Benjamin, Judah, and Levi, because they know if they divide them, then the rest of the tribes will follow, brothers and sisters. There is no other people more divided than people of color, brothers and sisters. I had a brother tell me today that he was having a conversation with some 
some Samoans, and they said to him in casual conversation, yeah, those black people, I'm not really fond of them. Little does he know he is black. He is one of the 12 tribes. But it just goes to show you that even Hispanics have a problem with blacks, and blacks have a problem with Hispanics. And this goes on all throughout the tribes, brothers and sisters. Read that one more time, brother. Verse 12. And because iniquity shall abound, the love of many shall wax cold. Right. So we're going to go to Matthew 12 and 25, because he's telling you that Jacob's trouble will be a time like the earth have never seen before, brothers and sisters. And in the last days, what love would be almost non-existent, brothers and sisters. So we needed to come with a lesson on unity, on unification, on confederation, brothers and sisters. The children of Israel need to be unified because they're getting ready to engage us, brothers and sisters. They're looking to destroy us. Physically, brothers and sisters, this is the time. Matthew 12 and 25, brother, please. Matthew 12 and 25. And Christ knew their thoughts and said unto them, every kingdom divided against itself is brought to desolation. Read that again, brother. Every kingdom divided against itself is brought to desolation. Right. So, so now he's telling you a nation or a kingdom, a rulership that's divided will do what? Read it one more time, brother, please. And Christ knew their thoughts and said, and said to them, Every kingdom divided against itself is brought to desolation, and every city or house divided against itself shall not stand. Right. So even the country knows, brothers and sisters, even a country knows that patriotism is a form of getting people together. So if you feel like you're being attacked, remember on 9-11? No matter what was going on in America, all the Americans came together for what? For survival purposes, right, brothers and sisters? So they know this. Remember? 9-11, self-preservation. We had blacks, whites. Listen, everybody flying their flags. Because why? We were under attack. So every country knows the power of patriotism, brothers and sisters. If you feel like you're under attack, you'll unify. That's why their, their attacks are in the dark, brothers and sisters. They can't come out right and say they're against us. They can't do that. So they must make you believe that, you know, hey, that that was back then. We're not looking to, but what are they going to do? They're going to use the media, brothers and sisters. They're going to use, I've seen it, over the past month, there's been certain high fashion brands that have come out with racist uh, artware or, or designs as if we already didn't know they were racist against us, as if we actually thought they were for us, brothers and sisters. But what would they what did they use that for? They used it because now I'm seeing brothers say, Well, brother, if you're still wearing that brand, you're a coon. You're a house nigger. You're this, you're that. Everybody is boycotting Gucci, Prada, Montclair. But some of y'all just too afford. Maybe I misspoke because I didn't anyway. mean to say everybody because everybody's not. Here's one person, Floyd Mayweather Jr., who says that's not him. What controversy? I don't got nothing against nobody. And my thing is this I like to live life and do and do what I like to do. I'm not no follower, I do a I want to do right. uh, because everybody say uh, wear this or don't wear this. I'm wearing what the f I want to wear. Whoop. I'm about to go in the Gucci. You said they're going to be upset with me? Right, they are. Oh, I love it. I love it. I love, love it. it. I love, you know, when everybody else, they say, everybody going to boycott. I say, guess what? Well, this boy going to get on the yacht. All right. Well, uh, some people did not like that. Waka okay. Flocka went and said, oh, you thought this was cool, cool, huh? Floyd Mayweather, F wrong with you, homie. Money, clout, and hap F money, F clout, and F happiness. 
If it includes me effing over my own people and culture, but real situations really show the character and people. I see what's going on, and we wonder why they bully and disrespect us in the eye of the public because videos like this. Did you expect anything different from Floyd Mayweather? Don't talk about your guy. I didn't. No, I, I honestly didn't. I mean, yeah, I, I speak to Floyd, and but he's wrong. Absolutely, positively wrong. But he does his own thing, man. He, he I didn't expect anything else from Floyd. Styles P said, I used Floyd to love Floyd. Him. Now I just think he is a rich coon. That just hurt my heart watching that man coon out like that. If I could beat Floyd, I would take one for the team and smack the ish out of him to bring him back to the old Floyd. Listen, Floyd Mayweather is so poor, all he has is money. He has never stood for anything publicly except for the almighty dollar. A couple of years ago, I told y'all that y'all was a bunch of hypocrites because you slandered Steve Harvey and Kanye West for going to Trump Towers, but y'all gave Floyd a pass and ordered that McGregor fight and be in the clubs with him. I don't think he's a coon. He's just not standing for anything outside of money. All right, now here's what Kodak Black has to say about wearing Gucci. A few more Gucci little clothes that I that I bought and I'm gonna wear it. I'm black, right? And I'm thought to the bone, right? I f with white people, right? But sometimes black people do be reaching for like for no reason. Them people ain't do nothing, them people ain't say nothing about no racist shit. Them people just had a little ski mask. It's all kind of ski masks in the world, bro. Kodak Black is not informed. He's not educated. He has no idea what the hell blackface is. He doesn't understand the history of blackface. Somebody needs to sit him down and give him a history lesson. Floyd Mayweather is old enough to know better. But, but I would say this. If they don't agree with it, they don't agree with it. So now, there it is again. We're divided based on who's wearing what. Once again, and that's all they wanted, brothers and sisters. Right? They promoted what? Kanye West. Right? Saying, well, slavery was a choice. Why? Because they knew Kanye West had a perception that would be viewed as offensive. He keeps doing this thing where he minimizes slavery and puts an asterisk on it without understanding what he's saying. And then he has another, well, what I meant was, keep your mouth off slavery. There's some things you cannot say. Stop putting your mouth on slavery when you don't know what you're talking about. So now we're calling him a coon. We're calling him a nigger. We're calling him a sellout. There it is again. See? So all of these things they're going to use to divide us, brothers and sisters. They're going to use this to, to divide us without any shadow of a doubt. Can you read that one more time, brother? <clears throat> 25? Verse 25. And Christ knew their thoughts and said unto them, Every kingdom divided against itself is brought to desolation. And every city or house divided against itself shall not stand. Right. Every city or house or kingdom or nation divided against itself can't stand. So the welfare of our people, brothers and sisters, depends on our amalgamation, our confederation, our union, brothers and sisters. Most kingdoms fall not by the power of their enemies, but by the weakness due to their divisions, brothers and sisters. So the enemy knows if he can cause division, he can obtain dominion, brothers and sisters. He knows this, so he's going to look to divide us all, all 12 tribes, brothers and sisters. They're going to look to divide us. Read that one more time before we move on, brother, please. And Christ knew their thoughts and said unto them, every kingdom divided against itself is brought to desolation. Right. So there's a strength in unity, brothers and sisters. There's a strength in unity. We're going to prove that. We're going to Ecclesiastes in the Old Testament. Chapter 4, verse 9. <clears throat> Ecclesiastes 4 and 9. Two are better than one because they have a good reward for their labor. Read, read that one more time, brother. Two are better than one because they have a good reward for their labor. For if they fall, the one will lift up his fellow. But woe to him that is alone when he falleth. Right. Woe to him that's alone. So look, here they go. 
So they know the power, brothers and sisters, in being unified. Go to verse 12, brother. Verse 12. And if one prevail against them, two shall withstand him. A threefold cord is not quickly broken. Read that part again. A threefold cord is not quickly broken. Right. So what is this saying? This is saying if we diminish the importance of unity, we risk being invaded by the enemy, brothers and sisters. The Most High is telling you this power in numbers, brothers and sisters. We shouldn't be divided based on, oh, you believe the earth is flat. I believe it's round. So there's a divide. Well, I believe we should only eat meat. Well, I believe we should be vegetarians. There's a divide. Well, I'm a homosexual. Well, I believe that's wrong. There's a divide, brothers and sisters. Well, you're wearing a Prada. Well, I don't wear that. There's another divide, brothers and sisters. So they're coming within one people and looking to divide us on things that don't matter, brothers and sisters. Because guess what? When we came out of Egypt... It wasn't based on what shoes or sandals you had on. It wasn't based on what foods you were eating. We came together and we were saved because we were unified, brothers and sisters. There's power in unity. Uh, read 9 and 10 one more time, brother, please. Verse 9. Two are better than one because they have a good reward for their labor. For if they fall, the one will lift up his fellow. But woe to him that is alone when he falleth, for he hath not another to help him up. Verse 11, again, if two lie together, then they have heat. But how can one be warm alone? And if one prevail against them, two shall withstand him. Right. Read, read uh, verse 12, brother. Verse 12, and if one prevail against them, two shall withstand him. And a threefold cord is not quickly broken. Right. So there's powers and numbers, brothers and sisters. Our greatest strength is unity. And we're going to prove that, brothers and sisters. We're going to Genesis chapter 11, verse 1. Genesis 11, verse 1. And the whole, and the whole earth was of one language and of one speech. And it came to pass as they journeyed from the east. Now, the read that one more time, brother. And the whole earth was of one language and of one speech. And it came to pass as they journeyed from the east. Now, this is what is this talking about? This is talking about the Tower of Babel, brothers and sisters. During this time, they were of one language and one speech, which means they all had the same mindset, brothers and sisters. They all had the same plan. Jump to verse 6, brother, please. Verse 6. And the Lord said, Behold, the people is one, and they have all one language. And this they began to do. And now nothing will be restrained from them which they have imagined to do. And now what? Nothing will be restrained from them which they have imagined to do. Right. See, so see, brothers and sisters, so eloquently crafted, this passage reminds us of how strong the power of unity is, even when it's misguided. That nothing would be withstood from them. They could accomplish pretty much anything without intervention from the Most High God, brothers and sisters. Now, this was in... This was in, in, in unrighteousness, and they still had this power, brothers and sisters. So the Most High pointed out that when people are unified in a purpose, they can accomplish impossible feats, brothers and sisters, both noble and ignoble. So right away, we're showing you the power, the strength in unification, in unity, brothers and sisters, in confederation, in oneness, in togetherness, brothers and sisters. The children of Israel must become, must become one. In one and like mind, brothers and sisters, in order to in order to survive, in order to survive, this is a race of people that is divided. 
Julius Caesar had a famous quote, which was divide and conquer, brothers and sisters. If I can divide these people, I can conquer them. If I can implement division, I can take dominion, brothers and sisters. And our people just keep falling for the okie doke every time. Any way that they can divide us, we fall right into it, brothers and sisters. We're going to 1 Corinthians chapter 1, verse 10. First Corinthians one, verse 10. Now I beseech you, brethren, by the name of our Lord Christ, that ye all speak the same thing, and that there be no divisions among you. Read that again, brother. And that there be no divisions among you, but that ye be perfectly joined together in the same mind and in the same judgment. For it hath been declared unto me of you. Oh, read that one more time, brother. Verse 10. Now I beseech you, brethren, by the name of our Lord Christ, that ye all speak the same thing. Look, that we speak the same things, brothers and sisters. Why? Because even, you know, if we agree exactly in opinion, then how can they stop us? Now, even if we don't agree, brothers and sisters, that's family business. And I'm not going to let another race see me disagree with my own people. That's what this is speaking on, brothers and sisters. Speak the same thing. We may not actually think the same thing, but it must appear that way to the other nations, brothers and sisters, because if it, if, if it doesn't seem that way, they're going to divide us and they're going to exaggerate that divide to destroy us. Read that one more time, brother, please. Now I beseech you, brethren, by the name of our Lord Christ, that ye all speak the same thing, and that there be no divisions among you. But that ye be perfectly joined together perfectly, in the same mind. Perfectly joined together in the same mind. So we must at least have a general agreement to not display variance before the world, brothers and sisters. Because why? You look at the Jewish people, you never see them disagree. They're all in agreement that they're God's people. And that's a, that's a bold-faced lie. But you'll never find one of them that say they're not. And that's the purpose, brothers and sisters. It must at least appear... To the rest of the world that we're unified, brothers and sisters. Read that one more time, brother. <clears throat> now I beseech you, brethren, by the name of our Lord Christ, that ye all speak the same thing, and that there be no divisions among you, but that ye be perfectly joined together in the same mind. Right, so we must be in agreement with one mind state, at least to not show variance before the world, in order to preserve our place as superior, brothers and sisters. Now, the question is, why is the Bible magnifying the power of togetherness? Why? The answer is Psalms 83. We're going to go there. You can start at verse 1, brother. Psalms 83, verse 1. Keep not thou silence, O God. Hold not thy peace, and be not still, O God. For lo, thine enemies make a tumult. The enemies make an uprising. And that they and they that hate thee have lift up the head. They have taken crafty counsel against thy people. They've taken crafty counsel, which means in secret, brothers and sisters. And consulted against thy hidden ones. Why is it calling us the hidden ones? Because the world don't know who we are, brothers and sisters. Our identity is hidden to the world. Verse 3, or verse 4. They have said, come. And let us cut them off from being a nation. Read that again. They have said, come, and let us cut them off from being a nation. Let us cut them off from being a nation. So look, all the nations are together, brothers and sisters, uh, in, in agreement to destroy us. All of them, brothers and sisters. 
So that's the importance of us being unified because we have many enemies out there with the same mindset to destroy us, brothers and sisters. Read that one more time, brother, please. Verse 4. They have said, Come, and let us cut them off from being a nation, that the name of Israel may, may be no more in remembrance. For they have consulted together with one consent. They have what? Consulted together with one consent. See? They are confederate against us. They're confederate against us. They're all against us, brothers and sisters. This is the power. This is the reason why we have to use our power of unity, brothers and sisters. There's 12 different tribes. There's a lot of us, brothers and sisters. And they they can't stop us if we come together. But if we're divided, then we're already destroying ourselves, brothers and sisters. If we show division, if we show variance, brothers and sisters. When's the last time you've seen two Asian people arguing? Or fighting. You've never seen it because they understand the power of discretion. Do we, do we think they all agree with everything? No, they don't. But they're in agreement of never showing you their disagreements. Why can't we be like that, brothers and sisters? Why, why can't we at least have some honor and respect amongst the other nations by at least appearing to be unified? Even if we have difference in opinion, they don't need to know there's a difference in opinion, brothers and sisters. Because why? If if Satan finds a weakness, he will exploit it, brothers and sisters. We're going to Luke 16 and 8. Luke 16, verse 8. And the Lord commended the unjust steward, because he had done wisely. For the children of this world are in their generation wiser than the children of light. Read that again, brother. For the children in this world are in their generation wiser than the children of light. Right, so the the children of this world, those who are ruling the earth, brothers and sisters, they're wiser than us. So they know how to divide us. They know how to magnify our divisions. That's why they've implemented these certain things in societies like what what do I believe the earth is shaped or what do I believe you should eat or what do I believe you should wear. All these things, brothers and sisters, they implemented on purpose just to make sure that we were divided. See, we think this is just, you know, this just was coincidence. This isn't coincidence, brothers and sisters. This was a purpose plan to make sure that we're divided. That's how you keep a slave a slave. By making sure those who actually need each other won't trust each other and won't get along. So you'll trust, you'll treat everybody else with with, with respect. You come to the white man, oh, yes, sir, Mr. White Man, sir, yes, sir. The Korean man, oh, yes, sir, yes, Mr. Lee, yes. And then you treat your own people like dirt. So we've been trained to respect everybody else, (laughs) at least cordially, outside of ourselves, brothers and sisters. The way you talk to your own people, you would never talk to the other nations. That's a curse, brothers and sisters. And the Bible is going to help us break the bonds of that curse. Read that one more time, brother. Verse 8. And the Lord commended the unjust steward, because he had done wisely. For the children of this world are in their generation wiser than the children of light. Read that again. And the, and the children of this world are in their generation wiser than the children of light. Right, so they're wiser than us, brothers and sisters. Why is it saying this? Because he's letting us know if they gather even the hint of impropriety or weakness as it pertains to variance, they will amplify it, brothers and sisters. They will exaggerate it, brothers and sisters. That's why the Bible is telling us we must be unified, brothers and sisters. Now, the question is, why would they overemphasize any differences amongst us? That's the question. Amos 3 and 3 is the answer. We're going to Amos in the Old Testament, chapter 3, verse 3, brothers and sisters. Verse 3. 
Can two walk together except they be agreed? This is why they're going to over-exaggerate and over-emphasize our differences, brothers and sisters, because they know we can't walk together. We can't be unified if we don't agree. See? So can we at least agree on having discretion? On not showing, you know, variance before the world, brothers and sisters? Because why? That's family business. If me and my brother don't agree, you won't know about it as a white man. That's for sure. Because it's not your business. That's family business. We handle family business amongst family. They should never know, brothers and sisters. Because why? They're, they're watching the internet. You think the elites don't have access to look at the internet and see us bickering back and forth over the internet? People you don't even know. People you've never met. These people probably in other states. You in California. The brother you arguing with is in Maryland. You calling each other niggers. You think they don't see this, brothers and sisters? They're keeping a metric on how divided we are. Brothers and sisters, read that one more time, brother. Verse 3. Can two walk together except they be agreed? And the answer is no, brothers and sisters. So this is why they would amplify and over-exaggerate any division amongst us. Go to Ephesians, brother. Chapter 4, verse 3. Ephesians 4, verse 3. Endeavoring to keep the unity of the spirit in the bond of peace. There is one body. Read, read that one more time, brother. Endeavoring to keep the unity of the spirit in the bond of peace. Right. So it's telling us to be eager to maintain and preserve unity. Read that one more time, brother. Verse three. Endeavoring to keep the unity of the spirit in the bond of peace. See? So we must be eager to keep that spirit of unity, that spirit of peace amongst each other, brothers and sisters. Uh, read verse 2, brother. This is, this is the proper attitude, brothers and sisters. Verse 2 is the proper attitude. Verse 2. With all lowliness and meekness, with long suffering, forbearing one another in love. Read that again, brother. With all lowliness and meekness, with long suffering. When is, read that one more time, brother. Excuse me. With all lowliness and meekness, with long-suffering, forbearing one another in love. Right, where it says lowliness, this is primarily humility. Read that again, brother, please. With all lowliness and meekness, with long-suffering, forbearing one another in love. Forbearing one another in love, brothers and sisters, where it says meekness. Meekness is the power to bear injustice without, without anger or desire of revenge, brothers and sisters. This is how we keep that spirit of unity, brothers and sisters. This is what he's telling us. This is how. We're going to Proverbs 17 and 9 to, to teach us how to continue in the spirit of unity. Even amongst Israel, the Bible tells you Israel is like a speckled bird, which means we're all different, brothers and sisters. All Israelites are not the same. Some people like this type of music. Some people like this type of food. Some people like to dress this type of way. And there's nothing wrong with that, brothers and sisters. We have to learn to respect each other's perception. Because why? Four plus four is eight, brothers and sisters. But guess what? Five plus three is also eight, brothers and sisters. So there's more than one way to get the right answer. That's what that teaches us, brothers and sisters. Your way is not the only way, brothers and sisters. And we must learn to respect each other, even in difference of opinion. Proverbs 17 and 9, brother, please. <clears throat> Proverbs 17, verse 9. He that covereth a transgression seeketh love. Read that again, brother. He that covereth a transgression seeketh love. 
but he that repeated the matter separated very friends. Right. See? So it's saying it's telling you that forgiving and forgetting personal wrongs that others do to you, that's a privilege that we have, brothers and sisters, and that keeps us unified. Read that one more time, brother. He that covered a transgression seeketh love, but he that repeated the matter separated very friends. Right. So a certainty of human relations is that others will irritate you or offend you, brothers and sisters. But what do you do with that personal? What you do with that personal transgression is key. So there, people will offend you, brothers and sisters. Our people will offend you. That's gonna happen. But what do you do when you're offended? Read that one more time, brother, please. Verse nine: He that covered the transgression seeks love, but he that repeated the matter. Separated very friends. Right. So the ability to ignore and overlook personal offenses against us by others continues the narrative of unity and peace, brothers and sisters. People, our people will do things that's going to irritate you. They're going to say things that's going to offend you. But what is your reaction? What is your reaction going to be? It's critical to unity, brothers and sisters. And we're going to prove that. Go to Matthew 5 and 9, brother, please. <clears throat> Matthew 5. Verse 9. Blessed are the peacemakers. Read that again, brother. Blessed are the peacemakers, for they shall be called the children of God. Blessed are they which are persecuted for righteousness' sake. Blessed are the peacemakers, for they shall be called the children of God. So a peacemaker is one who actively pursues peace, brothers and sisters. That must be us. Because why? We're in Jacob's trouble. And he told you, he told us. That this is going to be a day like we've never seen before, brothers and sisters. So we must be the peacemakers. Read that one more time, brother, please. Verse 10, or verse 9. Blessed are the peacemakers, for they shall be called the children of God. Blessed are they which are persecuted for righteousness' sake, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. Right. So we must be peacemakers, brothers and sisters. That means... We must be studious to preserve peace where it is and restore it to where it's not, brothers and sisters. It's going to take each and every one of us, brothers and sisters, because if not, they're going to destroy us all. The enemy is at the door, brothers and sisters. They've already attacked us biologically. They've already attacked us, attacked us psychologically. They've already demonized and vilified us. So when the other nations come against us, they can already say, well, they were thugs and criminals anyway. They were still in our jobs anyway. Throw them in cages. Throw them in FEMA camps. Take their papers. Send them back. So that's why they're demonizing us. The same way they did with the Muslims. So when they drop bombs on Syria, you don't care. Because you're like, hey, man. Hey. They're doing wrong anyway. They're blowing each other up. See? That's why, that's why they demonize, brothers and sisters. They demonize right before engagement. This is what's getting ready to happen, brothers and sisters. So in order to preserve peace, we must have knowledge on how to meet offenses, brothers and sisters. That's what the Bible is telling us. We're going to Matthew 18 and 15. Matthew 18, verse 15. Moreover, if thy brother shall trespass against thee, go and tell him his faults between thee and him alone. Read that again, brother. Moreover, if thy brother shall trespass against thee, go and tell him his faults between thee and him alone. See? So if somebody offends you, you don't take it to the internet. You don't engage the brother or the sister in front of the world, brothers and sisters. Read that again, brother. If thy brother shall trespass against thee, go and tell him his faults between thee and him alone. So you go directly to the sister if a sister offends you. You go directly to the brother by himself. 
You don't go smear the brother or try to fight him in the streets or the sister in the streets or call each other names online, brothers and sisters. This is how you meet a fence. Why do you go to him alone? Because you can seek explanation of his conduct, brothers and sisters. And if he's done wrong, administer a friendly and brotherly reproof. This is how you meet offenses, brothers and sisters. Read that one more time, brother. Verse 15. Moreover, if thy brother shall trespass against thee, go and tell him his faults between thee and him alone. Right. So this is required to be done alone, brothers and sisters. This is a call for private reproof, brothers and sisters. Private reproof. Not to let the whole world see that we're, we have variants. I've never seen... Asians fighting each other in the streets. I've never seen it. I've never seen a fist fight between them. Only fist fights I've ever seen between them was on the Jet Li movie. Never seen two Africans fighting in the street, brothers and sisters. Never seen it. I see our people fighting in the street all the time. Why is that? There's, there's no unity, brothers and sisters. So private reproof is called for. That's how you meet a defense, brothers and sisters. Why? Because in the presence of many... He'll make an unjust defense. And when in private, he would have took what you said and had shame with it. But if you call him to it in front of people, he's going to feel the need to defend himself. Brothers and sisters. Well, what you trying to call me out? What you think? I'm, I mean, what? what you think I'm a punk? That's what's going to happen, brothers and sisters. So the Bible is telling you this is how you meet offenses. You go to your sister, you go to your brethren in private and say, listen, brother, you know, what you did offended me. That hurt me, brother. Can you know? Can you apologize so we can move forward in this? He'll say, oh, you know what, brother? I'm sorry. I, I didn't know. But if you call me out in front of everybody, now I feel attacked and I'm going to have to defend myself. Sisters do the same thing. Sisters do the same thing. You go to your sister in private, not call her out and smear her before everybody. We don't parade other people's faults, brothers and sisters. This is how you meet offenses. The children of Israel must learn this. The children of Israel must learn this. Other nations should not be privy to variances between us or disagreements between us, brothers and sisters. Read that one more time, brother, please. Verse 15. <coughs> Moreover, if thy brother shall trespass against thee, go and tell him his faults between thee and him alone. Right. So most personal offenses should be resolved by overlooking and forgetting them. But if you can't pass overpass the matter or overlook the matter, brothers and sisters, at least show some integrity and some righteousness by keeping it private between you and the person who transgressed against you, brothers and sisters. This is something we must learn. If I'm at the workplace or I'm wherever I'm at and a brother have done something to me, I'm going to pull the brother aside and say, brother, what, I mean, what did I do to you, brother? I mean, <laughs> what's going on here? You don't call the brother out or the sister out over the internet or in front of a room full of people because that's going to stir that brother or sister up to get defensive, brothers and sisters. We must learn this. We must learn. Be a man. Be a woman. Don't be a punk. Pull them straight to the side. Look them in the eye and tell me, tell them what you did offended me, brother. Can you apologize so we can be reconciled? That That's what children of God do, brothers and sisters. We're going to prove that. We're going to Proverbs 25 and 9. Proverbs 25 verse 9. Debate thy cause with thy neighbor himself. Read that again, brother. Debate thy cause with thy neighbor himself. Read, Read that one more time, brother. Verse Examine this, brothers and sisters. Verse 9. 
Debate thy cause with thy neighbor himself and discover not a secret to another. Right. So personal and private matters should stay personal and private, brothers and sisters. If you have an issue with a person, you resolve it with them. Not with everybody else, brothers and sisters. That's not how you resolve it. You never share private controversies with others who are not involved, brothers and sisters. This is one thing we must learn as the children of Israel. You don't go down to the whole block and tell, tell everybody what this brother have done. Because what's going to happen? He's probably or she's going to hear you talking behind their back. And that's going to make it even harder to be reconciled, brothers and sisters. Read that one more time, please. Proverbs 25, verse 9. Debate thy cause with thy neighbor himself, and discover not a secret to another. Right, so what is this? This is a call to discretion, brothers and sisters. See, other nations are aware of how others outside their race view each other, brothers and sisters. And that's why I don't watch a lot of these uh, these modern TV shows with our people in it. Because what is it? They're throwing drinks at each other, cussing each other out, putting each other's sexual history out there. There's no discretion, brothers and sisters. You never see the white people doing that. You rarely ever see white people doing that because they're worried about how other people view them. They need to keep their superiority over you. So they don't put you in their business, brothers and sisters. As a young man, I always knew discretion. Which, listen, if I have a problem going on at home, you'll never know about it. <laughs> because that's how I was raised. That's how all of us were raised, brothers and sisters. Don't be having people, your mom used to don't be having people in my business. You get out. Well, you tell them what's going on up in here. But for some reason, how they're promoting us on TV, there's no discretion, brothers and sisters. Our dirty laundry is aired before the world, and we have no problem with it. We're being exploited, brothers and sisters. He's calling. He, this is a call to discretion, brothers and sisters. To, to, to be aware of how people are viewing us or the perception that we're putting out there, brothers and sisters. If I have a disagreement with a brother... I'll let the brother know, but it won't be before another nation. It's just not going to happen. I'll talk to my brother about it, whether it's on a scripture, on what he done to me, whatever it is, or my sister. I'll speak to them outside of the presence of a Gentile, of a heathen, brothers and sisters. And we must learn to do that, brothers and sisters. Because guess what? When we're arguing back and forth and fighting and throwing drinks, you should see the Gentiles just looking at us. It's interesting to them. They love to see that, brothers and sisters. Because you know what? You cheating each other like dirt. So I know I'm going to treat you like dirt. Because you don't even respect yourself. Brothers and sisters. Never let us, the other nations see us go against each other, brothers and sisters. This is a call to discretion. Go to Ecclesiasticus in the Apocrypha, brother. Ecclesiasticus or Sirach. We're going to 33 and 29. Ecclesiasticus 33 and 29. But be not excessive toward any, and without discretion do nothing. Right. Brothers and sisters, this is a wonderful proverb, one of the best. And if practiced consistently, personal relationships will be joyful and proactive or, or productive, brothers and sisters. Can you read that again, brother? But be not excessive towards any, and without discretion do nothing. Right. Without discretion, do nothing, brothers and sisters. Discretion and conflict <clears throat> to not display a spectacle before the world that the enemy may discover our conflicts, brothers and sisters. The enemy should never know our conflicts, brothers and sisters. They should never know. The Gentiles should never know, brothers and sisters. That's discretion. Handling business privately, 
Family business is family business because if you don't, they're going to magnify that difference that you have. They're going to magnify that variance that you have, brothers and sisters. They're going to exploit it. We need to know this while we're in Jacob's trouble, brothers and sisters. Even if it's another Israelite church that we don't agree with. I'm never going to talk to the white man about why I don't agree with them because they're going to use that, brothers and sisters. Now, amongst my own people, listen, that's family business. That doctrine is off, brother. We're not going to follow that doctrine. But before everybody else, that's not something that gets discussed, brothers and sisters, because they're going to use that to destroy us, brothers and sisters. The Bible is calling for discretion. Read that one more time, brother. But be not excessive toward any, and without discretion, do nothing. Right. Without discretion, do nothing, brothers and sisters. We're going to Proverbs chapter 2, verse 10. Discretion, brothers and sisters, is needed in order to continue the narrative of unity. Proverbs 2 and 10. When wisdom entereth into thine heart, and knowledge is pleasant unto thy soul, discretion shall preserve thee. Read that again. Discretion shall preserve thee. Understanding shall keep thee. See, discretion shall preserve us, brothers and sisters. Why? Verse 12. To deliver thee from the way of the evil man. See, that discretion is a protection, brothers and sisters, from the evil one. Why? Because the enemy, if the enemy discovers this friction, they will exploit this division, brothers and sisters. So he's telling you, in order to preserve yourselves, there must be discretion. Read that one more time, brother, please. Verse 10. When wisdom entereth in, in the heart, into thine heart, excuse me, and knowledge is pleasant unto thy soul, Discretion shall preserve thee, understanding shall keep thee, to deliver thee from the way of the evil man, from the man that speaketh forward things. Right, so that's family business. Anything that we have a disagreement on as the children of Israel, that's family business. That's what the Bible is telling you, brothers and sisters. Our differences should never be visible to the other nations, brothers and sisters. Never, ever. It, it shouldn't be. Because why? You, theirs is invisible to you. So why should ours be visible to them, brothers and sisters? It shouldn't be at all. This is a call to discretion. This is how you keep unity, brothers and sisters. This is how you keep union. This is how you keep confederacy. This is how you keep togetherness, brothers and sisters. We're going to Proverbs 19 and 11. Just a few chapters over. Please follow us. Proverbs 19 and 11. The discretion of a man deferreth his anger. Right. Deferreth means putting off or delaying or postponing something. Read that one more time. The discretion of a man deferreth his anger, and it is his glory to pass over a transgression. Right. So godly discretion chooses to delay or postpone getting angry, brothers and sisters, when someone offends you, brothers and sisters. It's the mark of a wise man, a, a, a gracious and, and merciful spirit. So that means if somebody offends you right now, you defer your anger and you speak to the brother when you're in private. That's what this means. Not, oh, I have to, right now, I have to let him know in front of everybody that he better not play with me or try me like that. I don't know who he think he's talking to. <laughs> See, there's no wisdom there. The wisdom says, okay, we got other nations around. I'll speak to my brother in private. That's, that's how it's supposed to be handled, brothers and sisters. If not, they're going to destroy us all. They're not going to say, oh, well, you wear a uh, Gucci, so you're good. But you, you're destroyed. Or, or you eat meat and you don't, so you're destroyed. 
They're going to destroy us all, brothers and sisters. Or you, you know what? You believe in a flat earth, so you, you're good. Go ahead. You're good. It's not going to happen, brothers and sisters. They're going to destroy us all. Read that one more time, brother. Verse 11. The discretion of a man deferreth his anger, and it is his glory to pass over a transgression. It's our glory to pass over a transgression. I can let that slide, brother. I'll speak to you on that at another time, brother. It's not the, it's not the environment. It's not the setting for us to go into this. That's what a wise woman or man does, brothers and sisters. This is how we keep the unity. Unity is very important, brothers and sisters. Because most of the crimes that are being committed are being committed by our own people against our own people, brothers and sisters. Discretion. A lot of the things that we would never allow the white man to do, we'll do it. I listen. I can't even listen to rap no more, brothers and sisters, because when I listen to it, it's like, I'm going to sell dope. I'm going to pull out a, a, a Uzi with a, a hundred uh, rounds. And I'm going to shoot a nigger and I'm going to do this and do that. And it's like, if a white man was saying this, <laughs> it would be a call to action. He's like, what kind of racist stuff is this? He must be KKK. But if it's a brother, then it's okay. The brother can talk about coming straight into the hood, selling kilograms right in the hood to your mother. And it's okay, brothers and sisters. We must treat each other better, brothers and sisters. Because if a white man was saying that, you'd be all up in arms. You'd be ready to protest. You'd be ready to burn something down, brothers and sisters. But you're a lot. But we'll do it. We'll talk about calling each other this and killing niggers and all. I never heard a rap song talking about killing a cracker. And I don't use that language, but I ain't never heard it. I ain't never heard a rap song talking about killing a white man. It's always about killing each other. I never heard him call a white woman a bee. It's always calling our own people bees. This is how we feel about each other, brothers and sisters. Mm -hmm. Unity. This is a call for unity. This is a call for discretion before we're utterly wasted, brothers and sisters. Before we're utterly destroyed, brothers and sisters. We must at least appear unified before the nations. If not, Satan's going to exploit that weakness and destroy us. We're going to Ecclesiasticus 20 and 7 in the Apographer. Walking together in unity, brothers and sisters. Ecclesiasticus 20, verse 7. A wise man will hold his tongue till he see opportunity. Read that again. A wise man will hold his tongue till he see opportunity. Here's valuable wisdom, brothers and sisters. This is valuable wisdom. If you rule your speech, you will save yourself from complication, brothers and sisters. When, when the opportunity presents itself, which means not before the world, not online, <laughs> That's what this means, brothers and sisters. Read that again, brother. A wise man will hold his tongue till he see opportunity, but a babbler and a fool will regard no time. See? So discretion, brothers and sisters, is to control and to speak the right words at the right time. That's what discretion is, brothers and sisters. And the right time is during private counsel. That's when the right time is to talk about a disagreement I have with my sister or with my brother, not before other nations. Read that again, brother, please. Verse 7. A wise man will hold his tongue till he see opportunity, but a babbler and a fool will regard no time. Right. So unruled speech, brothers and sisters, is an enemy of unity and a friend of a fool. Without any shadow of a doubt, brothers and sisters, discretion is how we strengthen our unity. But angry words spoken in the presence of others, will it will result in disunity, brothers and sisters. It will result in distrust. Brothers and sisters, it will result in friction, brothers and sisters. So this is the model for peacemaking 
amongst dis disputing parties, brothers and sisters. Can you read that one more time, brother? Verse 7. A wise man will hold his tongue till he see opportunity, but a babbler and a fool will regard no time. This is how we avoid offending people, brothers and sisters. Hold your tongue to the right time. Approach the brother or sister in private. If it's a private matter, then deal with it in private. So the Bible tell you that. If it's something in public where everybody has seen this, or it affects all people, something maybe within the church. There may be a backbiter within the church. And everybody know. Well, now you must come before the church and apologize, brother. Now, if it's a personal matter between you and I, then we keep that personal. But if it's something in public that affects all people, then you must deal with your your reproof and or your response, your reconciliation before all people. That's what the Bible says. That that's law, brothers and sisters. But if it's something that nobody knows happened, it's just something that a sister said to you. Or brother said to you, then that that's done in private, brothers and sisters. That's to be done in private, not to be paraded amongst everybody. We're going to go to Proverbs 18 and 19. We're going to show you because this is how you keep from offending a brother or sister. Proverbs 18 and 19. A brother offended is harder to be won than a strong city. Read that again, brother. A brother offended is harder to be won than a strong city. And their contentions are like the bars of a castle. Right. See? So great care must be taken to prevent offenses. Why? Wisdom and grace make it easy to forgive, brothers and sisters. And corruption makes it difficult. So if you offend a person, it's going to be hard for reconciliation. And you will offend them if you try to deal with this disagreement or correction before everybody, brothers and sisters. You will. That will be offensive. Because they're going to feel like you're trying to chump them or punk them. And you know what happens when a person feels like that. Now a person got a gun on them looking for you after work. <laughs> because you're trying to test my manhood now. And now I need to prove to you that you don't test my manhood. This is what happens, brothers and sisters, when somebody's offended. Read that again, brother, please. Verse 19. A brother offended is harder to be won than a strong city. And their contentions are like the bars of a castle. So once a person is offended publicly, it's nearly impossible to obtain peace, brothers and sisters. So we must know this. We must know this and deal with things in private. You pull a brother aside. And if he listens to you, you've gained that brother because he'll know. Listen, obviously you're not a chump because you brought the brother aside, looked him in the eye. You wasn't trying to act tough because people act tough in front of everybody. They, they try to get tough because they know it's a hundred people to hold them back. When you pull a brother or a sister aside, it's only you and him then. So that there, there's a clarity there. Okay, well, obviously this ain't no show. Brother pulled me aside where it was just us two. So you know what? I'm sorry, brother. That's my apology. I, I didn't mean that, brother. Forgive me, brother. That won't happen again. Forgive me, sister. I don't know what I was thinking. I, I was off. Not before everybody, brothers and sisters. That's what men and women of God are supposed to do, brothers and sisters. Because guess what? When you look a person in their eye, they know what's real. They can feel it. They can feel it, brothers and sisters. They feel the seriousness. They feel the seriousness. Or if you're just trying to make me look like a fool, right? Even at work, if, you're, if your boss want to correct you, you would rather him pull you to the side, right? And not call you out in front of your peers, right? The same thing, brothers and sisters. The same thing. Read that one more time, brother. A brother offended is harder to be won than a strong city, 
and their contentions are like the bars of a castle. Right. We're going to go to Romans chapter 12, verse 10. Today's dialogue is on unity, brothers and sisters. We're going to need this as we're in the pinnacle of Jacob's trouble. Romans 12 and 10. Be kindly affectionate one to another with brotherly love and honor preferring one another. Right. You should care about not offending your brother. You should care about not offending your sister. You should care about that. Not to try to chump him or make him feel bad or, or make everybody think you're tougher than him or, or, or her. You're not esteeming your brother or sister over you. Read that again, brother, please. Verse 10. Be kindly affection one to another with brotherly love and honor preferring one another. Right. So this love and consideration should be mutual, brothers and sisters, and reciprocal. Each and every one of us must be able to take on this and say, all right, I'm going to implement this in order to sustain our superiority and our self-preservation, brothers and sisters. We must esteem one another higher than ourselves. Well, because he offended me or said something, now I have to offend him back. No, don't do that. Don't do that, brothers and sisters. Because that's, that's exactly what Satan wanted. He wanted the division. And we're divided, divided amongst things that don't even matter. They divided Martin Luther King and Malcolm X. So they've been doing this, brothers and sisters. They've been doing this from the beginning. They should never see division amongst us. Whether it's Hispanics and Negroes, Puerto Ricans and Cubans, Costa Ricans and Panamanians, Benjamites or, or Jamaicans and Haitians. They should never see it, brothers and sisters. They should be, we should be uniform. We should speak the same things, look the same. When you look at the military, they all wear the same things, brothers and sisters. And see, that's psychological because when you see that, you see a thousand people with the same thing on, speaking the same exact words, automatically that does something to you psychologically to say, okay, if I go against one of them, I go against all of them. They all speak the same language, brothers and sisters, with the same mindset in order to protect the home country, to protect America. We must be united. Now, do you think everybody in the military agrees or there's the same religion? Or No. But they know for self-preservation, they must be together. They must appear unified. We can learn something from that, brothers and sisters. As the children of Israel, we can learn something from that. Go to Galatians 5 and 15, brother. <coughs> New Testament, follow us, please. Galatians chapter 5, verse 15. Galatians 5 and 15. <coughs> But if ye bite and devour one another, take heed that ye be not consumed one of another. Why is it using the verbiage bite and devour, brothers and sisters? Read that again, brother, please. But if ye bite and devour one another. Why is it using that verbiage? Because that's the verbiage of a, that's carnivore behavior, brothers and sisters. That's the behavior of animals that just bite and attack each other. Read it again, brother, please. Verse 15. But if ye bite and devour one another. Take heed that ye be not consumed one of another. See, take heed that you not be consumed one of another. As wild beasts are, brothers and sisters. Sometimes they contend until they both just fall out and die. They'll just fight to the death, both of them. So the Bible's telling you, don't be like a carnivore, you know. Don't be like a wild beast to where you guys just devour each other till you're both dead. You, both of y'all wounded. Now a lion come by and tear both of y'all behind up. This is what the Bible is saying, brothers and sisters. Don't destroy one another, brothers and sisters. Can you read that again, brother? 
But if ye bite and devour one another, take heed that ye be not consumed one of another. Right. So make it about resolving the issue and not winning an argument, brothers and sisters. I know you remember getting in an argument where the argument started with me trying to, you know, I want you to understand where I'm coming from to who can say the most hurtful stuff. Now we just now you're just throwing out stuff. You're like, your mother or, or this or you're broke. It's like, what does that have to do with why we got into this agreement? Even in relationships, relationships, husband, wife, boyfriend, and girlfriend, then they just start saying the most hurtful stuff. It's like. Let's not lose sight of the reasoning for the task, brothers and sisters. Now we don't even, now we just, who can say the most harmful stuff? Who can hurt each other's feelings the worst? It's like, that wasn't the point of the disagreement. We had a disagreement because I wanted the brother to understand where I was coming from. Or she wanted me to understand where she was coming from. But somewhere it got lost and now we're just throwing insults at each other. Who has the, the you know, who can say the worst insult? Who can just hurt each other deepest? This is what he's saying, brothers and sisters. Keep in mind not to devour each other. Read that one more time, brother, please. But if ye bite and devour one another, take heed that ye be not consumed one of another. Right. So one of somebody have to listen. If you realize what's going on here, then you have to gracefully bow out, brothers and sisters. No matter what way somebody is coming at you or attacking you or what verbiage they're using, there's a way to resolve that issue. We're going to show you the answer. What the Bible is going to show you the answer. The answer is Proverbs 15 and 1. This is the answer, brothers and sisters, according to biblical literature. Proverbs 15 and 1. A soft answer turneth away wrath. Read that again. A soft answer turneth away wrath, but grievous words stir up anger. See, so you can easily end conflict and fighting by calming words, brothers and sisters. Easy. A brother coming at you or, you know. Saying all types of stuff. Well, oh, brother, what did I do? <laughs> did I do something to offend you, brother? Not go back. Who you think you're talking to? You must not know who I am. <laughs> <laughs> so he's telling you, brothers and sisters, sisters too. Well, sister, if I did something to offend you, I'm sorry. That wasn't my intentions. Or oh, this bee got me effed up. This bee got me effed up. She don't know who I am. This is what the Bible is telling you. There is a way to resolve the conflict, brothers and sisters. Can you read that again, brother? Verse 1. A soft answer turneth away wrath, but grievous words stir up anger. So we must reject the foolish notion or the wicked response of fighting fire with fire, brothers and sisters. You must extinguish the fire by using soft words that turn away wrath, brothers and sisters. And a lot of our people say, well, no, I don't want them to think that they're chumping me. I don't want them to think that I'm a punk. It's not about that. It's not about people thinking you're a punk. Listen, if somebody put their hands on you, then, hey, you defend yourself. Then that's that's all that is. But a lot of us don't want to back down because we think it makes us look soft. I think the person that's speaking the softer words and keeping his calm is probably the one you want to watch out for. Because he's trying to talk you off that ledge before you cross that line and he have to hurt you. Read it again, brother, please. Verse 1. A soft answer turneth away wrath, but grievous words stir up anger. So if we remember this rule, brothers and sisters, we can handle any angry adversary in any confrontation. This is how you diffuse a situation, brothers and sisters. We must measure ourselves by this rule of self-discipline and peacemaking. Can you do this? Can you 
respond to an adversary that's using venomous words against you with soft, calming, soothing responses? And if you can't, guess what? Proverbs 13 and 10 is the problem. There can only be one problem. If you can't use soft and common words in the face of conflict, then this must be the answer. Proverbs 13 and 10. Proverbs 13 verse 10. Only by pride cometh contention. See, that's really what it is. It's your pride. That's really what it is. If you can't, if you can't respond, respond in soft words, then it's really your pride that's telling you, nah, I can't let them make me seem like I'm a punk. I can't, no, I can't do that. See, that's really what it is. It's your pride. Read it again, brother, please. Only by pride cometh contention. Right, so by pride, nothing comes but conflicts. Only conflicts come from pride, brothers and sisters. Only by pride cometh contention. But with the well-advised is wisdom. Right, so disputes would easily be prevented or ended if it were not for pride, brothers and sisters. It's not about... Somebody trying to make you seem soft or it's not about any of that. It's about being unified. There's a bigger picture here, brothers and sisters. It's not about who who thinks they're the toughest. It's not even about that. It's about being unified before we're all destroyed. That's what it's about, brothers and sisters. We must get the bigger picture. The Jewish people are ruling over us because why? They defend each other and you'll never see them disagree. You will never see it. You've never seen it. <laughs> When has anybody ever, ever seen Jewish people disagree? It's not going to happen, brothers and sisters. And that's why they're ruling over us. Because you will never know their disagreements. You will never see them fight. Now, am I to believe that they don't disagree? Of course they disagree. They, just like everybody else. But they have discretion. Because they know in order to hold that place of superiority, they must not show any chinks in the armor. We can learn something from that, brothers and sisters. We lost that. We lost that knowledge, that wisdom in captivity. We lost that knowledge under the curses of Deuteronomy 28, brothers and sisters. All of the tribes. We're going to go to James 3 and 14. New Testament. Please follow us. James 3, verse 14. But if ye have bitter envying and strife in your hearts, glory not, and lie not against the truth. This wisdom descended... Not from above, but it's earthly, sensual, devilish. See, so if we have bitter envy and strife in our heart, contention and pride in our heart, brothers and sisters, he's telling you that wickedness ultimately leads to destruction and it comes from the pits of hell. Don't say that came from, from the Most High. Don't fool yourself. Don't lie to yourself. If you have some hatred in your heart or some strife in your heart or some bitterness in your heart, that came from the pits of hell. Read that again from the top, brother, please. Verse 14, but if ye have bitter envying and strife in your hearts, glory not and lie not against the truth. Lie not against the truth. <laughs> this wisdom descended not from above, but it's earthly, sensual, and devilish. See, that's devilish. If you have strife and pride, and that's why you can't go to your brother and speak soothing, calming words or to your sister to try to defuse the situation, then you're dealing with this bitter envying and strife in your heart and pride. And that come from the pits of hell. That's where it comes from. That don't come from the most high, brothers and sisters. So don't lie to yourself. Don't lie to yourself. Don't be deceived, brothers and sisters. He who thinks well or talks well is not wise in the sense of scriptures if he does not live or act well, brothers and sisters. This is what the most high 
feels about disunity. Read that last scripture again, brother. Verse 15. This wisdom descended not from above, but is earthly, sensual, and devilish. We're going to go to Ecclesiasticus 25 and 1. We're rounding it up here. We're going to the Apographer, brothers and sisters. Ecclesiasticus 25, verse 1. And three things I was beautified, and stood up beautiful both before God and man. The unity of brethren. Read that part again. The unity of brethren. The love of neighbors. A man and a wife that agree together. These are the things that the Most High have pleasure in. Read that one more time, brother, from the top, please. And three things I was beautified and stood up beautiful before both God and man. The unity of brethren, the love of neighbors, and a man and a wife that agree together. Right. Now, we want to, we've spoken about, you know, amongst our brethren and our sisters. Now, we want to focus on the last part, the part that says a man and a wife. The part that's talking about a man and a woman. Because why? There's division there also, brothers and sisters. Satan has a catastrophic plan to separate families, to separate relationships, brothers and sisters. We need unity there also, brothers and sisters. That's where we need unity too. We can read that one more time, brother, please. And three things I was beautified and stood up beautiful, both before God and men. These are the things the Most High take pleasure in. The unity of brethren. The love of neighbors, a man and a wife that agree together. So now we can see why Satan has made a concerted effort to destroy unity amongst our people, brothers and sisters. Because this is what the Most High love. Now we're going to deal with the relationship. There must be unity there also. We're going to prove that. We're going to 1 Corinthians 7 and 28. The unity, walking in unity, brothers and sisters. Togetherness. 1 Corinthians 7 and 28. But and if thou marry, thou hast not sinned. And if a virgin marry. If a young woman marry or in a relationship. She hath not sinned. Nevertheless, such shall have trouble in the flesh. Read that part again. Nevertheless, such shall have trouble in the flesh. But I spare you. Right. So if you agree to get in a relationship, there will be adversity. That's what the Bible is telling you. There's nothing wrong with. Marriage. There's nothing wrong with coming together with a woman or with a man, but understand there will be adversity, brothers and sisters, because a lot of us don't understand that before marriage or before you get in a relationship, people promise what? They promise themselves happiness and pleasures in that estate. But the Bible tells you those who marry or, or are in a relationship shall incur adversity. There will be adversity. You shall be met with great adversity, great trials, great tribulation. And you must be cognizant of that, brothers and sisters. You must be cognizant of that. Because why? Some people say, as soon as they have a disagreement, well, this ain't the one for me. I'm going to go ahead and move on. Hmm. Yeah, well, I'm going to go find another man. Every time, as soon as the infatuation stage is over and you have a disagreement, well, yeah, she ain't, she ain't the one, dog. She ain't the one. I'm back out there on the prowl. The Bible's telling you, listen, if you get in a relationship, there's going to be adversity there. Don't think that this thing is going to be you know, laughing giggles the whole way. Read it again, brother, please. But, and if thou marry, thou hast not sinned. And if a virgin marry, she had not sinned. Nevertheless, such shall have trouble in the flesh, but I spare you. There shall be trouble in the flesh, brothers and sisters. There will be adversity. What do you do with that adversity? Do you allow Satan to pull you apart? Do, or do you continue the narrative of unity? 
Go to Ecclesiasticus 26 and 13, brother. Wisdom scriptures. Ecclesiasticus 26 and 13. So the scripture previous said that there will be adversity. How do you handle that adversity? The grace of a wife delighted her husband, and her discretion will fatten his bones. Her what? Her discretion will fatten his bones. So a woman's actions and conversations should embody wisdom and direction, excuse me, and discretion in order to protect her union, brothers and sisters. So this is what it's saying. There will be adversity, but there still must be discretion, brothers and sisters. You, di you strengthen your household with discretion. Because why? Indiscretion ravages and dismantles a union, a marriage, brothers and sisters, a relationship. You don't vocalize your displeasure with your mate to the public. That's what this is saying. And you see it all the time on uh, Facebook, right? A brother having a problem with his wife or a sister having a problem with a man, they go right to Facebook. It's a call to discretion, brothers and sisters. If there's something going on in the home, you don't run and tell everybody. Now, brothers and sisters, I want to be clear. This is not mutually exclusive to sisters, but it's magnifying it to sisters because they're the ones who usually do this. They call up their girlfriend. Yeah, girl, he cheating again. Yeah, he ain't working. Now you walk in the room, all her girlfriends looking at you like, mm, loser, loser. You're like, what? what did I do? So he's, he's telling you, in the relationship, there's going to be adversity, but still there must be discretion. Now we're not, listen, if something illegal is going on where you're being abused or something, then you definitely need to speak on that. But when there's just, you know, adversity, trials, things that, you know, are not somebody being abused or somebody breaking the law, brothers and sisters, there should be discretion. Unless you're speaking to somebody, if you're a sister, who has a relationship with God and a husband. Because you don't go to single women and tell them your problems. How is she going to help you? She don't, have a, she don't have a man. Brothers, same thing. You go to a man of God if you want to say, well, brother, I know you've been married a long time. This is what I'm dealing with. How have you dealt with that? You don't go to a brother without a relationship and who's not a man of God to talk to him about your relationship with your wife. So we wanted to put it out there. This is not mutually exclusive because I've seen brothers go to other women and say, yeah, my, my wife, she don't cook. She don't clean. So right then and there, that's letting that woman know, okay, that's my way in right there. That's my way in right there. I've seen brothers do that. I've seen brothers go to other females and talk to other women about what their mate is not doing. That's that door right there. He's telling you that's going to destroy your relationship. Read that again, brother. <clears throat> Verse 13. The grace of a wife delighted her husband and her, and her discretion will fatten his bones. Right. The discretion will fatten the bones that will protect the substance of the relationship, brothers and sisters. This is on both sides. We don't, this is not mutually exclusive. And to prove that, we're going to Colossians 3 and 19. To prove to you that it's not mutually exclusive to sisters. Colossians 3 and 19. Husbands, love your wives and be not bitter against them. Right. So we must not separate the obligations and duties of either spouse or mate, brothers and sisters. You both have a responsibility because there's been a commitment made by both parties, brothers and sisters. Both parties have a commitment and have a responsibility of discretion. Period. Why? 
We're going to end it here at Mark 3 and 25. This is why. Mark 3? Yes, sir. Mark 3 and 25. Mark 3 and 25. And if a house be divided against itself, that house cannot stand. See? That's why. That's why there must be union. Because if there's division within that house, that house is going to fall down, brothers and sisters. That house will fall. There's a systemic agenda to attack the nucleus of the family, brothers and sisters. In the Bible, the Most High God, in our marriages, we're called to do what? To function as a body. And when we begin to lose sight of that, everything else will begin to crumble, brothers and sisters. So you don't have another man telling you, well, nah, dog, your wife wrong, man. You need to leave her. She don't know what she's doing. Hold on, brother. Now, you know what? Shalom, brother. I'm going to talk to you later, brother. Shalom. Or you, you have the, the sister-in-law or the sister come up and, nah, girl, he tripping. He's trying to control you. <laughs> Hold on, sister. You're trying to divide my house. Uh, shalom, sister. Thank you for your, you know, thank you for your thoughts. But you got to roll now, sister. You got to roll. Because if you try to divide my house, it's going to crumble. When you have children, there can't be division. You must be unified before your children. Now, when we go in the back, Listen, I didn't agree with that. But before the children, you must be unified. And if somebody's going to come in and try to show division, now that person got a role now. Because you're not going to show division to my children. You're not going to bring division into my home. Now, brother, uh, you know, I'll catch you on the Sabbath. I forgive you, brother. It's good. It's good. I forgive you. Read it again, brother. And if a house be divided against itself, that house cannot stand. Right. So today's lesson, brothers and sisters, was walking together in unity, not just amongst brethren and sisters, but in relationships, brothers and sisters. We must be unified because if not, if there's division there, Satan will exaggerate it and he will exploit it, brothers and sisters. We want to say, Kwam Yasharala, Kwam Yasharala. Sin, no more. sin no more. 